thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are solely those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. And that wonderful man right there is Alex Gorley. And that beautiful, majestic creature over there is Mike Odenbeck. And these just happen to be our Soberless Thoughts. Soberless Thoughts! Boom, 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 boom. Alex, how the fuck are you doing today, buddy? I've been better. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was just telling you before this what's been happening with me. Uh, uh, yeah, I've definitely been better. Um, I had a little adventure, which... Uh, If you see my social media, you'll see what happened. But I was trying to be a good pet owner, a a a civil servant, if you will, and just like I was gonna be, (laughs) like I I did the social contract. Like I have a dog. I was at at the park. I'm gonna pick up her shit after she drops a big deuce, right? And I reach over to a little as you should. Yeah. I reach over to go pull some poop bags out of the little little box that they have just kind of around the park. And this little box has a little hood above the uh, the hole that you pull the poop bags out of. And underneath that little hood, right. uh, <laughs> and the more I'm saying this, the dirtier I'm making it, uh, is a little... <laughs> Is a little bean that uh, <laughs> was made out of wasps. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, uh, it there was a like a hornet's nest that was burrowed underneath it. You couldn't see from just walking up to it. Like I had to like look all the almost towards the ground and look up and could see them. And there was a nest and three of them in there. And I reached and grabbed. Now here's the thing though, my dog didn't poop yet. I grabbed one because I knew I was going to need it. But I got greedy, so I grabbed one, pulled it, and I reached back in that bitch because then, because that was like good bags. If you have to pick up dog shit, you know the the difference between good and bag shit bags. Uh, these were those good good. So I reached, and I was gonna snag me like three of them and just tie them onto my leash. And I reached in, and boom! Once nailed me right between my index finger and my thumb, uh, and. It hurt like a bitch. And then my hand swelled up a little bit, which I'm not allergic, but I thought it was going to go away, and it did. And then the next day, my hand, the top of it was like, looked like I got a sunburn, and it was hot. And it's been that way for like 48 hours. So basically went to the doctor. He said that, I guess, you know, that shit's not sterile, and I guess bacteria got in it, and I got like, a little infection in the back of my hand. Stung by wasps. You know the last time I got stung by a wasp, I was like 10 years old. Dude, them wasps need to sterilize their needles before they inject you. What's wrong with yeah. them? Well, here's the thing. Like, All right, so I got stung by a wasp when I was like... I, actually, I was probably younger than 10. I was probably like 6 or 7. I, I know I couldn't swim, and I was wearing... I don't know if you remember this back in the day, but do you remember like the onesie that had like the flotation tube that wrapped around your body that little kids wear? Oh, yeah. I had one of those on. Like That's how much I couldn't swim. And what happened was we were at my aunt's pool and... I, and you were 10? <laughs> no, no, no. This I was probably like, like I said, like five, maybe six. I, I was super young. Oh. Um, I barely shout wasp nest under 
underneath the slide. And I was like, okay, so we all, we, like, you walk up it, you go down it, you're fine. Well, my dumbass used to go all the way down, then stop, and then I'd climb back up the slide, then go down again. So I went down to the bottom, I stopped myself, and I climbed back up, and then I got to the top and went back down. When I went back down, a wasp came in and nailed me right between the eyes, like right between my eyebrows. When it was and all of a sudden, like I freak out as a kid. I'm screaming like, ah! and everyone was like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And they realized that. And they're all like, you know, this is like 1980, uh, maybe early 90s. And they're like, well, what do we do? What do you got in the house? And they're like, dude, like they grabbed an onion, put it on my forehead. One of my aunts said, I heard toothpaste does it. She's like slathering toothpaste on my forehead. My dad, like, <laughs> he's like, well, you got any chewing tobacco? Because <laughs> uh, fun fact, which... Here's an old uh, remedy for you, which onions work, by the way. Uh, uh, a remedy for you, all you, if you're out in the field, because I saw this happen one time. Uh, me and a buddy were in a barn. I don't know why I'm like talking about all these damn boss things, but uh, my buddy was in the barn one time. We were in there, and he's like banging a stick against the side of it, making a loud, bunch of loud noises. We were like in, I don't know, like freshman in high school, maybe like eighth grade or something and he's like banging shit around and this wasp fuck just nails him on the end of his nose because he's making so much damn noise and shaking everything nails him on the end of his nose <laughs> he's like oh shit and my dad's like and we where the farm is dude there's nothing around it's just yeah. that uh and so my dad's like huh he's like go out in the garden go get an onion so we went out there tried to find some onions they had already been picked for the year we're like, there's none over there. He goes, all right. And he pulled out one of his cigarettes and he like snapped it and handed it to my friend and goes, chew on that for a second. My buddy's like, what? He's like, chew on it. Don't swallow it. Put it on the end of your nose. <laughs> so he took that cigarette, put it in his mouth, chewed on it for a second. He's like, just get it wet. And then he put it on the end of his nose. And after like a minute or two, he goes, huh, that actually worked. He goes, yeah. He's like, tobacco is like, will like kill the uh, the pain or kind of numb it for a second. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. But it was just so funny that my dad who is you know he he just told him to chew on a cigarette and he's like looking at him crazy like are you what I don't understand like we're not supposed to be putting tobacco in our bodies. <laughs> Did he uh walk around looking like Rudolph for the next couple of days? Oh yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, that's what you get for making banging around, man. Making all that damn noise. That's right. Fucking bangers. I'll tell you what. All right, man. Tonight's buzz is uh, brought to you by Mike's Harder, Harder Cranberry. Mike's Mike's Harder Cranberry. Not mine, but yeah. another Mike, apparently. The original Mike. And his Harder Cranberry. So Mike's Hard cr like Like from the Bible, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> is there a Mike from the Bible? Yeah, Michael. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, duh. I was like, Mike. I've never heard of Mike. <laughs> like, and here comes Saint Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Michael for sure. Um, yeah, I've, you can tell I'm not the best with biblical names. People are like, yeah, it's a biblical name. I'm like, oh, is it? I've I have no idea. Uh, 
<laughs> I've never heard Jesus before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like something like, yeah, yeah, it's my buddy Corinthians or some shit like that where I'm like, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Abraham, yeah. like Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, it's my buddy Solomon. Uh, his girlfriend Gamora. <laughs> yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So Mike's Hard Lemonade. Now I'm going to read the product detail because I couldn't find all that much about that. So Mike's Hard Cranberry is a delicious blend of tart cranberries and refreshing lemonade, beginning with the authentic authentic cranberry red color the aroma is of fresh cranberries not all overpowering the taste delivers a natural tart cranberry with lemonade but is more berry forward with the finish is clean with a touch of sweetness along with that eight percent high abv you're gonna have a good night uh to find out more please visit that website <laughs> uh which all is based right. at mikeshardlemonade.com <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh because I'm taking antibiotics, I'm can't be mixing my booze with it as much. So So I will be your drunk for the night tonight. Thank you very much. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh I'm not used to that being in this rule. That's not a norm <laughs> for me. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I went out and got me the 23 and a half ounce can of uh, Mike's Harder Cranberry. Yeah. The tall boy, if you will. <laughs> He's drinking for two. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. It. Uh, I don't know why, but I'm not really that big of a fan of the taste of this. Yeah. I. It sounded, uh, to me, sweet with like that kind of taste. I don't know how else to describe that that tart yeah that makes sense it makes me want to like take about i don't know 10 seconds after every drink and just hold my breath like uh, and then I'm, all right i'm good yeah i don't know what that means <laughs> but <laughs> tonight we need to talk about something very important yeah alex did you know that aliens are among us. I mean, I've always hoped. <laughs> I mean, it's official. It is official. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you caught it on the news or not, but uh, with all the politics and all the COVID and all the craziness that's going on with the government right now uh, and your local governments, I'm sure, and the riots and everything else going on, I think they thought that this would be the perfect time to just slip it underneath the rug and nobody would catch on and it fucking worked. Yeah. Nobody's talking about this. Not at all. Like we all like I feel like everyone knows that papers were released but no one knows anything about them. Or things were released. I don't know if they're papers or not. Yeah. So uh let's let's get into that a little bit. The Pentagon comes out with uh <laughs> with an official statement saying that we have in our possession crafts from another planet yeah that we are currently trying to reverse engineer the technology of yeah 
things that are not of this planet. Not I of think this was planet. The term. Yeah. yeah. Which side note, uh, how many people when that came out that have been wrote off as nutcases like loony bins conspiracy nuts how many people like i'm not just talking about guys our age i'm talking about dudes that are 60 70 they were like i was there at roswell like shit like that the ones they like the town drunk those like i saw one i swear they're like whatever jimmy uh (laughs) <laughs> they just they've gotten wrote off like how did not every single one of them uh just unanimously when that got released go fucking called it right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man they did i heard it all across the nation man i'm on that bandwagon myself i had my tinfoil hat on man <laughs> dude i was like yeah. look they're fucking out there i saw the bob lazar tapes back in the day you know <laughs> I'm like, look, this shit's real. Like, and then they came out with Men in Black, and I'm like, no, no, don't, yeah. don't try and spoon feed us fucking Men in Black like it's some kind of entertainment shit. This is real shit. You guys are lying, and you're trying to give us like Call of Duty, and it's really fucking the Iraq War. You know, only alien wise. Yeah, and. It's- <laughs> yeah i mean that is a good point maybe that's what all the alien movies is just them like easing us into it i don't know why don't get me wrong i do not think our grandparents they're trying to desensitize us yeah well that's what i'm saying like i don't think and i think it's because we have we're like we're the sci-fi we're like the sci-fi generation like you ever talked to like your dad or like a grandfather like they're all like they watch westerns like that's what they watch yeah oh yeah and like john wayne John Wayne, the Duke. Yeah. My dad is a huge That's John right. Wayne fan. I, I, I get him John Wayne shit just about every year, either for Father's Day or Christmas. There's something he gets that's John Wayne. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but that brings my point. Like, of course, that generation, there's no way they could have handled that information. There's no way. There's no way. They would have lost their mind. Dude, when they thought, <laughs> no, like, uh, what is it, War of the Worlds, you know that was a uh, a radio broadcast originally, and they didn't tell anyone. Yeah, George Orwell. Yeah, and they didn't tell anybody it was fake, and people lost their fucking minds, and I think that was a test. <laughs> and they were like, they <laughs> failed. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh dude, yeah, people were fucking going nuts, man. Have you listened? Have you ever listened to that? I have not actually. I it that actually seems like something fun to do. Could be a good homework assignment for us, by the way. I did listen to it while I was working one time. Yeah, like I, it's on you. It's on YouTube. You can find the original broadcast on YouTube. Yeah, and they clearly say at the beginning of it. Like, and a few times throughout it, like, this is a production of whatever. This is like a, a oral play or whatever, da, da, da. Like, they, they make it very clear, probably had to illegally, uh, that this is not real. This is only for entertainment value. Yeah. But then as soon as they say that, they jump right into the, and the aliens are shooting down from the sky. Yeah. They, they kind of downplay it like the 
like all the medicines you see on TV where they're like, and the side effects are, and you should use this because of this reason. Except this is just like, this is a fake play that is uh, not real, but anyway, they're going to kill us all. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, but it's, it's like they really, like the characters and everything else, they really get into it. Like it's very good uh, voice acting, I have to say. Yeah. Now, supposedly George Orwell did a lot of uh a lot of the characters or a few of the characters himself, didn't he? I I you know what, I don't know that much about it, but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, back then they didn't have like all the I w- I don't want to say sound effects, but all like the personnel to kind of do all that kind of stuff. Uh so I bet you you know, people played multiple characters. Uh it also makes me think we should write our own version. Yeah. Like we should sit down and maybe for an episode, uh, we each write our "The World Is Falling Apart" alien attack for the radio. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, let's do that after we create our own religion, <laughs> and then we yeah. have we have all our cult following, and uh, and then we'll pretend that the world has fallen apart because yeah. of aliens and have our cults all start committing suicide or something. Uh, no, mine are going to be tied <laughs> together. Like, this is who we've been waiting for. <laughs> and I have all my guys on a raft out somewhere in the middle of a lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is the spot. And I'm going to get, like, precise GPS coordinates latitude and longitude and it'll be like right in the middle of a lake somewhere in georgia nah how do we get out there we got to swim out there no you gotta get a boat (laughs) no see here's what you're gonna do you're gonna get your cult to meet you on top atop of the tallest building and all wear snorkel gear Uh, (laughs) oh yeah dude zombie call yes all right (laughs) yes yeah that sounds great Actually, the tallest building, I don't know if it's still the tallest building, the Crew Tower in uh, Cincinnati is for sale, I saw online. Well, dude, soberless thoughts, buy it up, man. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least buy up some some office space in there. Yeah. Get get Gary his own office. (laughs) Be the secretary. (laughs) I, uh... I've actually thought that. I was like, if we actually started generating money, I would love to get a space for this and like a studio, I guess. Uh, and we could just bang these things out. But all right, man. So I've got some other. I've got some other alien uh, shit that's been going. So like ever since they released these Pentagon documents talking about how they have UFOs in their possession and they're trying to reverse engineer them, uh, UFO sightings have gone up by like two hundred percent in the United States and across across the globe really people all of a sudden are just seeing fucking ufos everywhere hmm now is it now it makes you wonder is it because there's validity to it now and they're not written off as crazy or whatever or like there was that many before or was it actually they're seeing more 
I don't know. I mean, they could be seeing more, or they could be people like. I feel like people always were were able to uh, come out and say, "Hey, you know, I saw this," but it just didn't get reported like it is now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nobody, no news, no credible news source is going to say Jimmy down the road saw a UFO flying over his cornfield last night, by the way. Yeah. You know, but now since the Pentagon did that, it seems like every fucking guy who sees a UFO flying around somewhere, all of a sudden they're on the news. Like, ah, yeah, look, there it was. I saw it right over there. Yeah. I, if I saw a UFO today, I would definitely uh, tell some people about it. Yeah. Have you ever seen a UFO? <laughs> I, I felt like I was tiptoeing around this, but uh, yes, I have, actually. Yeah? Yeah, I have uh, it, it's, it's a... It's a interesting story that happened in high school um, that was basically um it was me and four guys and we are driving from danville kentucky on the outskirts of boyle county to lincoln county which is uh the city of stanford and there's this lookout point on the side of this knob or mountain whatever you want to call it and at this lookout point you see all of stanford and you see all of danville Right. And our buddy told us about it. And we're like, well, let's go up there. Right. Now, what had happened before here is two of the people that are in this group, they're drunk. Of course. Yeah. And we and me, uh, we basically like all hop in one of the guy's cars. And he's one of them that is drunk already because they were drinking before all of us got there. And his car can only fit us all. And I was like, well, I'll drive your car. And so we all hop in this thing. We drive out there and we're taking back roads, dude, back back ways. I can't even, I don't up to this thing. We get there. We're like, cool. There's Stanford. There's Danville. And we just kind of hang out there for a little bit. And then we're like, all right, right, let's go back. Like it was just something dumb to do. Right. Um, And the sun's going down. It's kind of like when you go and uh, just look down at the Grand Canyon for a second. Like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Now let's go back to Vegas. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, all right, let's go back to the house. So I'm driving. I'm driving a Ford Explorer from, I'm guessing, the 90s. Uh, I remember it was a blue that I'd never seen another Ford Explorer. It was a very bright blue car. Anyway, um, so I'm driving these back roads. And we're going, and I don't know why. This is just the way it was. But I'm going through these hills. They dip, they go down and they come up and they go down and they come up. So we're like, we're topping a hill and you could see like there's a bunch of cornfields and to the left is one of those handmade rock walls that you kind of see around the South a lot more and a lot, I think in like Ireland and stuff, they made them too. But so those two things are following the road up and down, up and down. And we go up and we go down, we go up and we go down, uh, just a, you know, backwoods road. And so we're going down, we're coming up, and then finally we come up and we top the tip top of one of the hills, and then all of a sudden we all look over, 
and there's something flying above the cornfield. I don't know why it was above a cornfield. It just was, man. And it was circular. It had lights around it. It had like a blue light and a strobe light, and it was weird looking, <laughs> right? Like it was there, but it was almost like it was like camouflage kind of, but we could all see it. And like yeah. the car gets deftly quiet. Like you could hear a fucking pin drop. Yeah. And we're all just like staring at this thing. And I go and I break the silence and I go, what the fuck is that? And the minute I said that, the car dies. Oh, shit. And I'm telling you, I've got my foot on the gas all the way. And I literally watched the speedometer go all the way down to zero by the time we coast down to the da- now the down part of the hill. And everybody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. He's like, dude, stop fucking with this. I'm like, dude, the car won't fucking start. So I turned it off, turned it on, nothing. Didn't get shit. So I, and like this all happened real quick. I'm like, they're like, stop fucking with this as we're slowing down. And I'm like, turn it, like I, I stop it, turn it off, turn it on, nothing. I just get out of the car. I just get out and just on the road because I see edge of the cornfield and I know if I can get on top of it, I can see above the cornfield. So I just, I up, nothing's there. And now we're stuck out in the middle of nowhere. And we're like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck was that? And then we call people and, uh, I swear it takes them so long to find us. Like it we like it here's the weird part. It didn't seem like it took that long. It it felt like we were maybe only out there for like 30 minutes. And then we called people and they were like, "Dude, you all've been gone for like 3 hours." We're like, "What?" But it didn't seem that way. It was just like crazy, right? Uh so I Yeah, so you you got you got lost time. You got abducted, man. I see. I don't. I think so. Here's my theory. Well, which actually, I'm not. Hold on, real quick. I'm not fully done. It gets weirder, okay. um, and I'll tell you my theories on it. Because um, I actually don't think we had a loss of time. I think it was something else. But so yeah. So anyway, uh, we called our buddy, whose dad, uh, you know, his, his dad who owned the car. Uh, they come. He comes, picks his son up, takes, I guess they like tow the car. And another buddy of ours comes, picks the rest of us up. And we just all like literally just jump in the back of his truck. He drove like a little S10. He can't fit four dudes in it. So we're all just sitting in the back of it, hauling ass back to Danville. And the next Monday, which that was like Saturday, maybe um, that Monday, we all go to school and we all kind of huddle up together and we're all like, should we tell someone <laughs> and and it's me and like kind of a couple of the conspiracy guys are like should we tell anybody and i just looked at them and i go I'll, I'll be honest with you no one's gonna believe us right at all i was just like look look who you're talking to i was like look at us like if you looked at us like i was like a punk rocker like one of the kids in the car was like heavy metal head uh another one was like a dude from florida that was like an ex-surfer uh another one he like had a soccer player um also like way far out into hunter s thompson another guy was like huge fan of rage against the machine like we were didn't look like the most wholesome group of dudes right (laughs) right (laughs) so i was like dude no one's gonna believe us i mean we could tell people if you all want to but they're not gonna believe us right when i said that the guy whose car was comes up he goes dudes 
you are not going to believe this shit. And we're like, what? He goes, my dad just took the car over to the mechanic. Uh, and he goes, the mechanic goes, this is the weirdest shit I've ever seen. It's like someone took a giant magnet and magnetized the entire car. Wow. He goes, everything electronic in this thing is fucked. That's wild. And we're all sitting there like, holy shit. And one of our friends who is an alien like loved him nutcase who who wasn't with us that night because he wanted to go hang out with his girlfriend lame uh <laughs> it was high school whatever uh but we told him i go shut up like he thought we we're messing with him and we're like dude no and we told him um but yeah it was the craziest thing so what i think that happened is they were there for whatever reasons i don't know if it's they can do more inventive things with corn syrup than we can. Uh, but I think we just, it wasn't there waiting for us. It was, we accidentally ran up on them. Yeah. And they like, I guess when we got quiet and I go, what the fuck? Like whatever happened, they shut the car off and then fucking bounced out. I was like, fuck. How do you explain the three hours versus 30 minutes? Well, it's there. Part of that was, I think, was us being at the dude's house, driving all the way to Stanford, which takes like 30, 45 minutes, and then back. And then we're stuck out there. Everybody else is like, no, man, we're, I was like, we weren't out there that long. There wasn't that big of a time slip. Uh, and it wasn't like, that was the other thing. It wasn't like we were all there and then we'd like woke up. It was one. F- fluid motion whereas like the car died i got out of the car like immediately like there was no pause no thinking it was i'm already out of the car yeah. and and i'm running down the street and i crawled up on this thing uh but dude they could have pulled you right up off of that rock and then once they were done with you they just set you back down on that rock yeah and you're like oh shit like and you you think you're still looking out there like, well, yeah, well, here, let's bring in the chosen one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Which Look, I, it's I, Simba. <laughs> yeah. Now, because we, I, I told myself if we ever brought this up because I, I never knew, I knew I wanted to tell this story, but I, um, I never knew when was a good time to tell this story, but I want to tell you real quick about something else that I found out years later. So I told my mom this when I was in like college, right? Like 10 years later. And she told me something that I didn't know that one of my great aunts was abducted. Like for real abducted. Like for real. Like there's a book called weird Kentucky. She's in it. And it's (laughs) she's in the book. (laughs) She's in the book. It's literally my great aunt. But essentially what happened was, and here's the weird part. So it was her and two other women. They drive, they're driving to Stanford. That night might sound familiar. They're driving to the same fucking town we were. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know what way they went. But uh, coming from the same town. They were going to the same town. See, they were going to it. We were coming from. They, they're it. going. They're going. You're coming from Stanford. They were going to Stanford. Yes, but 
what was the other town that was coming to and going from? Danville? Danville. Uh, uh, Boyle County, because we talked in counties around there. So, so whatever happens between Danville and Stanford. Is some wild shit. Inside of Boyle County. Yeah. And what happened was that they were driving, and then all of a sudden, like, they were gone for hours. Oh, I found it. It's called the Stanford UFO Abduction. And I was going to ask you, uh, this thing isn't crazy long. If you want, I could read this thing real quick. and I'll Yeah, let's do it. All right. So just so everybody knows, this is the alien abduction from Weird Kentucky by Jeffrey Scott Holland. Give him all the props for this. Yeah. But this is about my family. Uh, so it goes real quick. I'll try to. It's only like a couple paragraphs. Um what is it? Stanford UFO abduction. It was around 11, 15 p.m. on January 6, 1976. Three middle-aged women, Mona Stanford, Louise Smith, and Elaine Thomas, were driving along Houstonville Road in Stanford, headed for their home of Mrs. Smith. Uh, things started to get strange when the car began driving as if it had a mind of its own, reaching 85 miles an hour, even though Mona was hitting the brakes. Then they saw a glowing red UFO described from above and emitted a bright light that had a gaseous hazy quality the ufo stayed close the women described it as enormous metallic disc shaped with a dome top a ring of red lights and around its midsection a yellow a yellow blinking light bottom which i the one we saw i swear there was a blinking light on the bottom also as well um after that, things get a little vague. All the women could report that at some point they found themselves in the car still driving down the road at normal speed, but the three were now covered with burns. Upon reaching Mrs. Smith's home, they realized it was uh, 20 or it was 1.20 a.m. on January 7th. They had lost two hours. Uh, they contacted the police. Soon their story hit uh nationwide headlines ufo investigators studied their case eagerly found a new strange verifiable phenomenon connecting the women uh mechanical and electrical devices often stopped working after they handled them uh miss smith's pet bird went wild with fear in her presence it would no longer allow her near her uh, all three took and passed polygraph tests administered by the lexington police department under a series of hypnotic sessions, the women all recalling being abducted by aliens, being on a spaceship, probed in many uncomfortable ways. They descri Their descriptions of their experience have proven the basis for the classic alien abduction scenario seen repeatedly in movies, television, and books. Uh, there were also several sightings of the US UFO independent of Stanford, Thomas, and Smith, including by two teenagers who followed the red light all the way to Danville. Uh, no one has been able to dispute the evidence that something did abduct these women. They they sought no fame or fortune from these experiences. In fact, they tried hard to leave it alone. They had no reason to mutually fabricate or elaborate an alien hoax. Polygraph sessions proved that these uh, respectable ladies, two of whom were grandmothers, were not lying. Stanford incidents is Kentucky's best proof of alien and entities on earth even over the thomas mantle cases which occurred on the same date earlier or i'm sorry which occurred on the same date years earlier wow so one of those people is my great aunt and it's just weird that my mom told me that later she's like that's funny your great aunt had something like that happen too i'm like what and she told me about 
it. I'm like, because she thought I was making it up. She's like, are you for real? That really happened? I'm like, yeah. Honestly, I don't know which it's, it's a great aunt of mine. And I got to be honest, I think it's either, I think it's Elaine Thomas. I think it's the third oh, one. Oh, shit, man. You guys are part of the, you're part of the destined family. You guys all got, you guys all got like reptilian in your <laughs> bloods or something. <laughs> Probably. You guys are all like one sixteenth gray. You don't know. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Get you. Yeah, it gives you your superior intellect, Alex. Is what it is. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know if it's about that. Yeah. Maybe my superior <laughs> liver. <laughs> see, I see. Part of me feels like they're testing us, and maybe they're checking out lineages and different genetic combinations. Uh, who, dude? I was listening to something about theory on aliens that like ancient aliens that they were uh what happened was they needed gold to help with the aliens atmosphere so what they did was they uh forced evolution primates and put in their own genes made humans for us to mine the gold and then they would come get the gold and that's why we're so fascinated and obsessed with gold because other than that, why why is gold the currency kind of thing? Yeah, there's no reason for it. I've always wondered that. I've always wondered that. It's not yeah. that precious of a metal. No. There, there's other things that are more valuable than gold. Yeah. And there's been reports that there should be more gold on Earth than there actually is. Right. Because we've had a lot of it mined out yeah. and gone. Because there's been, there's been prior... There's been prior civilizations that are advanced before us, and they all got wiped out in the Younger Dryas. We learned all this when we read <laughs> Fingerprints of the Gods. I know. I'm just bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I like that. I think that uh, I think that I uh, was abducted. Me and my buddy Eddie were abducted. Oh yeah. Actually, not that long ago, just a few months ago. Or not, well, before all this COVID stuff broke out. Yeah. So, like, I guess, like, the fall of last year, right around my birthday. Uh, yeah, we went to the bar, and we took a lift to the bar, uh, and uh, my beautiful fiance calls me at, you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night, and it's like, hey, when are you going to be home? And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> but... uh uh alan jackson just came on the radio <laughs> or just came on the jukebox so yeah sometime after this song plays and then i hang up the phone well i don't even remember i don't even remember that i don't even remember that and then eddie he don't even remember before then even and then next thing we know we're waking up in our individual beds I'm in my bed and he's in his bed at his house and we have no idea how we got there, yeah. how we got home from the bar. We don't remember even singing Alan Jackson songs. <laughs> you got hoochie coochie. So, <laughs> so I look on my phone to see like if maybe I ordered another lift to get home. Yeah. No charge from a second lift. I ask Eddie, I say, Eddie, did you order a lift to get home from the bar? He doesn't even have lift on his phone. Oh shit. 
So we have no idea how we got home from the bar. I don't remember leaving the bar. We didn't even really drink all that much. But at some point, he got back to his house and I got back to my house. Not even the same house. And we don't know how or where or when or what. Basically, what we did was we hitchhiked with some aliens who had better GPS than us. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, come on. We can help these guys. Uh, but like, okay, so for real though, alien-wise, I think a UFO, I think I have seen a UFO once. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was, and also I was in high school, and I was coming home from football practice, and it was already getting dark out. And I... <laughs> I remember I was like walking from my car up to the house and I was just like looking up at the stars because where I lived in high school was kind of out in the country. Not not as country as you guys, but yeah. for, for a city boy like me, it was kind of in the country. Yeah. And I was just kind of looking up at the stars thinking like because it was a clear night, like how pretty it was, all the stars out and there was no street lights or anything on my street. So, uh, so yeah, so anyways, I was looking up at the stars as I was walking up to the house and then I looked down and was like fissioning through my pockets, trying to find my keys to the house. And then I unlocked the door and I just kind of glanced up again to look at the stars one last time before I went inside. And when I looked up, it was solid black above me. Nice. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like looking around and like I can see off in the distance and almost like a half circular around my house that there's stars other places, but directly above me, it's just solid black. And I'm like, is, like, is this a fucking cloud or what? And I yell in to my brother and I tell him to come outside and look. And as I like come like stick my head back out of the door after yelling in the helm and look up, it's nothing but stars again huh wow and yeah and i look and i like run out into the middle of the yard and i'm looking all over and there's no clouds anywhere oh well so there's no way it was a cloud and if it was a plane it didn't make any sound at all like zero sound and there was no lights it was just like a black mass above the above the house that was there one second and then gone the next oh that's wild now my dad he worked at this uh steel mill before he retired and he one of his jobs that he did all the time was uh he he ran this overhead crane so he basically is sitting way up high in the sky and he's like picking stuff like using this crane to pick up stuff off of uh railroad cars and stuff right Mm -hmm. so he tells me uh one day he's up there in a crane which is like one of the highest points in the whole mill, right? And uh, all of a sudden, this like, and he's like looking down, concentrating on pulling stuff out of this, uh, out of this uh, railroad car. And all of a sudden, the, like this massive like shadow just comes over top, over top of what he's looking at, like the concrete and the and the car below him. And he's like, "What the fuck?" Because he doesn't hear anything. Yeah. He, it's silent and he looks up and it's like this massive giant black triangle and then he said it's moving maybe 10 miles an hour if that 
just like slowly gliding through the air Ooh, and not making a single sound. Yeah. Like zero sound at all. Just slowly gliding through the air. And then it and then it's there and he's just watching it and then it just slowly starts to speed up and then and then gone. It's just gone. And the whole time didn't make a single sound. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. You think that was a, you think that was a UFO or Dude, was yeah. that a stealth bomber or something? I mean, it could have been. Um, <laughs> I do got to tell you. So I I was curious. I had to text my mom uh, about the Stanford thing. So yeah, my mom said Sheeny Thomas, which is Elaine Thomas, was I guess everyone called her Sheeny instead of Elaine for whatever reason. And it was my grandmother's first cousin is who it was. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It's weird that I... Dude, I did, had no idea of any of that. And then I had something similar happen. And I feel like now that I bring that up, I feel like everybody's going to be like, oh, he just made up a story just to be cool like his aunts. Uh, <laughs> totally did not. I didn't even know about it. Uh, dude, I swear, if you got all four... all It was actually all five of us in a room. Actually, that's the hard part. Even after the experience, I would talk to these guys. And like... At the time, I told you who we were. Today, like one of us is like a manager of a food restaurant. One of us is like a tech guy, still kind of metalhead. Uh, another one is like high up into the army. Like he was like, I think he was a guard in the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier kind of thing. Um, and then an, another one's like an officer in the Marines. And I've talked to some of them before about it just like just to see if it would recap and then like my buddy who was like the surfer he's just like man i just i I just i mean i don't know what i saw like he just (laughs) like he just gets like flabbergasted like i I don't know i don't want to talk about it uh (laughs) and and then like the tech guy he's like yes that's exactly what we saw and the other ones are just like uh what's this over here um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I swear if you got us all going together we could we could definitely pass the polygraph test it was so wild dude there's gotta be you think maybe uh, some people think that UFOs aren't really aliens from space but it's really us time traveling I've heard that so like and, and they're not they're not spacecraft they're actually time machines that you're seeing yeah like they're there in that location and they pop into existence yeah and they're coming from some other time so like that that uh specific craft that you saw and that your aunt possibly saw uh they look a lot alike they could possibly be the same craft they're just people who their ancestors lived in that area and they're going back in time and checking out like you know what that area was like throughout the decades and they just happen to you know catch a glimpse of her catch a glimpse of you you know (laughs) dude seriously insert brain explosion
it would make sense. It, but it also <laughs> makes me go, what is this shit sponsored by 23andMe? Like a 500 years in the future? And they're just like, you want to go check out your your great, 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 great uncle? Your great, 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 great aunt? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, go. Let's go check out my great uncle before he was a world famous yeah. comedian, and everyone gave him millions of dollars, and everyone <laughs> loved him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, let's go check him out. Back when he's just a regular teenager. I mean, I don't know. That's what. That's something that I mean, because you think about the correlation between the craft that you saw and the craft that your aunt saw, and yeah. the same correlation between the craft that I saw and the craft that my dad saw. Where it was just a black mass over top of us, no lights at all. Yeah. And then two different generations seeing the same thing. That is true. That is a good point. And I, I yeah, I didn't even think about that until just now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that would have been, I mean, that's a pretty big jump, at least for me. And because, see, if she was my grandmother's first cousin, uh, well, it said so, it yeah, happened in would, the 70s, and yours happened in the 90s, so 20 years. Well, now, mine happened in 2000, and it would have been 2003. Oh, okay, well, 30 uh, years then. Yeah. Every 30 years. <laughs> uh, we'll catch someone from your family driving down Stanford Road? Like, that's so random. Uh yeah, but they could have. They could have not even been that though. It couldn't. It could have absolutely nothing to do with you and your family. It's just the area. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. I'm. Yeah. I'm being egotistical <laughs> and like it's all about me, bro. Uh, they want my jeans. Uh, I got them nice Levi's. <laughs> I mean, I could be also honest here. Like in the area, if anyone saw a UFO, I mean, there's like a. 60 40 chance i'm related to him yeah so it's not like it's that wild of an idea that if one other person sees a ufo in the area at any timeline you're like yeah they might be related to you well yeah no shit like half the town is uh <laughs> right because normal yeah. people like me have never even stepped foot in the area between stanford and danville <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you just haven't lived there because <laughs> yeah that's that's basically it. yeah not too many people uh it's we always call it a uh a vortex the damble vortex it sucks you in and doesn't let you leave no you got to get out of there all right dude let's get a couple more of these ufo stories uh breaking the headlines and before we get out of here real quick all right uh giant this just came out 11 hours ago this story came out oh this is fresh giant yeah giant ufo sighting 45 mile long alien base spotted on the moon in nasa pics wait wait say it again 45 miles long 45 mile long alien base spotted on the moon in nasa pics no shit yeah man and then uh right next to that 45 mile long base it basically looks like a black blotch on the <laughs> screen yeah uh is another another 
anomaly anomaly i'm gonna say uh that's 30 miles long and they say that that's an aircraft that's landed next to the base damn and it definitely looks uh abnormal compared to everything else in the pictures so is that why we landed on the moon to go check that out i mean maybe yeah have you ever heard of that story before like there's a there's whole time frames of uh the audio the radio audio from the when the original guys went to the moon neil armstrong and those guys Uh that where they they like go over this crater and they're like all right uh houston we see what we were coming to look for uh we're going to go to blah 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 and then all of a sudden it cuts out yeah like a private thing and then like an hour later they come back like all right and uh we're back on this channel and uh wow okay uh let's just uh keep going and doing this and that and and uh dude i think i think the whole reason that we went to the to the moon if we actually did go to the moon because there's still (laughs) debate on that yeah i think it was to find the uh the the alien bases that are there yeah and who knows if they're actually alien bases they could be human bases from a previous (laughs) civilization that was more advanced than we are today Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm about to go down like a rabbit hole of like, like I've been thinking about that a lot lately of what, like, could it have been like we harvested all the gold and then they left and they didn't need us anymore. So they just left us here. And then they were trying to, I guess, fix their home planet because of whatever writings. I can't remember what this was on. Uh, because they needed to put gold in the atmosphere to help with the, I guess, the either sun getting too hot or the planet or whatever, um, which is something that people were talking about us doing to fix global warming and all that kind of stuff, but um, not gold, but something like it. Like, maybe they just come back every year just to kind of like, or every once in a while just to check us out. Or I thought, what if we... Uh, the earlier civilizations like before they got like they thought they were all gonna die out so they left went to mars habited that and then end up dying off and then the few that survived here is what who we became today and why would they go to mars and i don't know i don't know i was just throwing that in there <laughs> uh <laughs> it was just fan theories yeah. um a lot of people think, and when I say a lot of people, I mean at least 300, uh, think that Mars was the original place of the humans. Yeah. And that when the Martian atmosphere began to disintegrate, which is what they say is going to happen to Earth if we continue with the climate shit that we're doing currently, Yeah, that it's going to end up like another Mars. But that happened on Mars, and then those people uh, loaded up some spaceships and flew to Earth, which at the time uh, 
had nothing but like you know the remnants of the dinosaurs on it yeah they had saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths and shit running around yeah and they land it here like oh we're just gonna have to fucking deal with the giant iguanas <laughs> and fucking <laughs> and try and survive here yeah i uh i like that i mean I've, I've i've heard something similar to that for sure um i'm trying to remember i actually there was a post that i was they kind of it's not exactly the same as that but it was um but I do like well, that we're idea. Alien. It makes, we're alien yeah. to everything else on this planet. Yeah. There was a great bit. I can't remember what comedian. It was like, there's no way we're not because like we're not comfortable here. Like Right. And we're an invasive species. Like like say you take uh the fucking beetles. Okay, the beetles. Yeah. That are killing all the trees, right? Yes. That are from like fucking some from like China or someplace. Uh, Who knows where the fuck the they're Japanese from. beetle. Yeah, yeah. The Japanese beetle. Okay. And they don't belong here. They're, they're an invasive species. Somebody brought them here and they're fucking tearing shit up because they're not supposed to be in this environment. Yeah. Because they didn't evolve in this environment. They didn't grow up in this environment. They're not supposed to be here. That's what fucking humans are, man. Yeah. Look what we're doing to the planet. Yeah. We're an invasive species. Oh, yeah. We're not supposed to be here. We definitely take over some shit. Um, Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because nothing else, like, I think we brought that up before, like, nothing else has evolved like us. Right. Um. I remember the thing that I saw somewhere, and I think I brought this up before, but there was a, uh, I tried to, every time I see something like this, I uh, I always want to like save it, but it was, uh, it was a little meme that said something like, if, um, like what if, like if there's multi-universes, so that means there's multiple timelines and like, like string theory, all that kind of stuff, um, if there's that going on, what if the lizard people that we think of is actually a timeline that the dinosaurs didn't die off and they evolved and they actually became smarter and figured out how to like time travel and to go to different universes so they travel to us and see us here. And that's the lizard people we know of. Dude, that makes a lot of sense, really. Yeah, because they would have so much more time to evolve than we would have because they were here before us. Oh, so, yeah. Te- they're millions of years more advanced than we are. Yeah, so technological, they're way ahead of us. Right. And I was just, I remember sitting there like, damn, that's some heavy shit. Oh, yeah, man. That's that's definitely some shit to think about when you're high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> those 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 right there are soberless thoughts. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. If uh <laughs> that that'll be uh soberless thoughts in Denver, Colorado edition. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, but I mean I've I've thought about all that kind of stuff before and it's it really is gives you a mind fuck for sure. Yeah. And but like I feel like it's I feel like anything is possible man really yeah i mean at this point there's there's so many different accounts of so many different things like 
it's math, man. It's all math. Like you, <laughs> listen, math statistics tell you that there's an infinite amount of universes and realities. And if you can imagine it, like we just imagined that, or that guy just imagined that, then in one of those multitudes of universes, it is real. Yeah. That's what, that's what's actually happening. And yeah, so then they just found, figured out a way because they're so much more advanced than we are. They found a way to travel in between different universes with their vehicles and they just happen to show up in ours, whichever one they call it, because they got it all on a fucking speed dial. Yeah. And they plop up in ours and like, bloop, <laughs> oh, we're here. Yeah. In the in the human quote unquote version of Earth. You know, check out these guys in between. Yeah, right. Stanford and, and Daniel. <laughs> yeah. They're crazy. <laughs> How many fields do they have growing pot out there? We don't know. Yeah, right. That's that's the real reason they were out in those cornfields. Um, <laughs> which I like. I I always make the joke because like everybody's like, why are they always out in cornfields? I'm like, because they can do things with corn syrup you can't even imagine. Uh, right. <laughs> like, what if what if we are like that is something that like we can't wrap our heads around? And I feel like you know may, maybe they're coming here because like, what if we know how to cook food? And they're like, man, have y'all had this corn? Corn is the shit. Like, you make popcorn, like kettle corn. Like, man, you need to do anything with it. Like, that might, that might be like the tastiest shit they've ever had. Alex. Yeah. Uh, dude, I just had a thought. Yes. What color is corn? Yellow. Could that possibly be confused with a goldish tint? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it could. Uh, And maybe these aliens, when they said that they were coming here for gold, it was really uh, corn? Yes. That is brilliant. Right? Yeah. I mean, maybe? (laughs) Yeah. They're... I love gold. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they would love gold. Yeah, man. Dude, gold. Gold, gold, gold. We got to get all the gold. So we're going to create humans uh, to... Yeah. (laughs) To basically start harvesting corn dude where are all the fucking crop circles at in the corn fields right what if what if corn or not what if gold isn't actually the gold they're talking about they've been wanting us to grow corn this whole time yeah man that's why uh (laughs) didn't the fucking uh didn't the native americans grow corn (laughs) yeah yeah dude and like like you know even uh what uh uh, Graham Hancock was talking about like early civilizations, like you know, over here in like South America, they would have corn, and they had all these like extraterrestrials. If you li- like the ancient aliens came and visit them, I'm like, dude, I'm 
I'm at least going to make a t-shirt that says aliens love corn. Uh, <laughs> Dude, and that was like the main thing that the aliens, quote unquote, taught humanity and all these ancient civilizations was agriculture. Yeah. Not not fucking mining. You didn't hear all this shit about all they all of a sudden all these ancient civilizations all of a sudden started mining all over the place. They weren't fucking mining. They were all doing agriculture. They were yeah. all growing corn. <laughs> That's it. We've broke the secret of the universe and the answer is corn. <laughs> oh my god dude every time every time we always figure it out we just got to talk through it and we figure it out we work it out the golden corn (laughs) the golden corn yeah i'm i'm gonna or i want to uh, a t-shirt with an alien sniffing corn like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a corn, like a brand of corn that's like golden, like golden kernels or some shit? Oh, yeah. There's it, there's varieties. That's usually the term for them. That they, uh, it's just like apples. You know how there's like honey crisp and fiji and whatever granny smith and uh all that there's different varieties of corn i guarantee one's golden kernel because there's like there's that here's the weird thing not all corn is gold like there's red corn um there is gold corn i think there there might be black corn that's just burnt Uh, corn yeah it's it's metal (laughs) corn um uh that's racist corn don't say that <laughs> dude uh I, I don't know man i think the only i think the gold corn the gold corn is the only corn that that matters though <laughs> because that's the corn that the aliens love and we gotta we gotta do what the aliens want and they want that gold all right man so uh yeah so golden corn i think we figured it out the fucking aliens are back because we got more corn growing now (laughs) than ever before you damn right in the history of the planet uh (laughs) so another successful episode alex that's right i feel good i feel good we we, we've figured things out we've solved some mysteries here we just made everyone feel a lot better about themselves that's right <laughs> and uh if you if you agree or disagree with us uh send us an email at serverlesslots at gmail.com that's right or uh we're going to start doing uh free uh dick pick ratings we're going <laughs> to rate your dick uh for free uh usually people charge for that we're going to do it for free uh-huh. Uh, so if you want to send us those at serverlessthoughts at gmail.com, uh, go ahead. And then uh, also, where's our social media at, buddy? It's at serverlessthoughts at, uh, on Instagram at serverlessthoughts. Don't forget about Twitter at, at thinkserverless. Um, and uh, don't forget to go on that Facebook at serverlessthoughts. And always you can go to our webpage at www.serverlessthoughts.com and yeah uh that's where all the old episodes are that you can listen to from back you know over a year ago we've been doing yeah 
Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Please don't send us your dick pics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I had to say that, or I was like, please don't. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. Uh, what what do we say at the end of these? Oh wait, wait. So the last one that you got really drunk on, which I did. This is how you know I listened to the episode. Uh, I I drunkenly said, uh, if you're in the skillet, you want to stay cheesy and keep it greasy, and I'm gonna flip on out. <laughs> <laughs> we have added to it. Uh, yeah, that was my drunkenness coming out. <laughs> I'm in the skillet, and you gotta keep it cheesy and stay greasy stay greasy and keep it cheesy and i'm gonna flip on it yeah man that's a lot to remember i know when you're in the skillet when you're in the skillet just remember stay cheesy keep it greasy and flip on out sometimes the one to cut you down gotta scratch that itch cause the time is now i tell you that you gotta have a heart of steel if you wanna keep up can you afford to feel i'm a system of